is Hard Parking, brought to you by Wright Honda and Wright Toyota out of Scottsdale, Arizona. I'm your host, Jay Finning, broadcasting from Gilbert, Arizona. If I sound a little crazy, it's because I'm sick again, head cold. You know how I roll. Coming up on today's show, car insurance rates set to rise by 8.4% in 2023. That's this year. Divya Sangam, insurance spokesman of ValuePenguin.com, joins the show to explain what that really means. Also, Drew Bunkley, friend of the show, in studio to talk about the new Corvette E-Ray. All that and more coming up after this word from 4 Online. Jay Finning here, and I want to tell you guys about 4 Online. For over a decade, 4 Online has been bringing the best truck accessories and truck parts to enhance the appearance and performance of all trucks and SUVs. They are dedicated to providing an extensive range of upgrades that will match any maker model on the road. The truck products cover everything you need give your truck a custom look and added functionality and if you need a tire and wheel package head over and use the configuration tool they carry all the major brands of wheels and tires so we'll get outfitted today so visit them online at four wheel online or call them at 813-769-2451 again that's four wheel online the number four wheel online he is Drew Bunkley. He is back. He is the Corvette aficionado, the Corvette specialist, the know-it-all. That's who I go to for all my Corvette information. C8 Matrix, we're here to talk about the E-Ray. First, uh, um, welcome back to the studio. Thanks, Jay. I appreciate it. Listen, thanks for all the great, uh, you know, you really made me feel good today. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. I appreciate it. I do do a lot of research on Corvettes, but uh, listen, let's do it. Yeah, it was, I felt like it was maybe a year ago that we talked about the E-Ray coming, and I think you're the first person to ever mention that. I had another guest in that had mentioned that Honda was kind of messing with GM on technology, but that was it. And then when you brought up the E-Ray is coming, you know, it's like, whoa. I mean, I knew you knew, but it's here now, you know, and there's been a lot of news out. All the influencers are talking about it. It's exciting. It's the, what, what are they calling it, the fastest Corvette ever or the quickest Corvette ever? Yeah. You know, and I mean, electric motors will do that to, to you, you know, <laughs> like, what are your, what are your initial thoughts on it? Like, tell us something about it. I'll tell you, I am super excited for it. I mean, I, this was the car I was waiting for. I didn't really care about the ZL6. Um, you did say that. I yeah. remember now. Yeah. And I yeah. thought you were insane. <laughs> I just felt like, um, just going towards technology, the ZL6 is a track car. Yeah. And even though I've done some track stuff, that's not a hobby. Sure. You know I mean, yeah. so for me, I want a car that's going to be an everyday driver. The E-Ray is the grand tour for the new, you know, C8 mm -hmm. Corvette. So yeah, I'm excited. I've been doing a lot of research on the car since day one. I'm a big Corvette enthusiast, as mm -hmm. you know. So yeah, for me, it's, uh, it's exciting news. I've, I had my dealer before they even had orders. They weren't even thinking about it. I'm like, look, I want to be, number one for this car sure. when it comes out. Right. So, yeah. Uh, before I get to my next question, because I think Wes on Wondering Wednesday had asked the question, um, thank you for bringing this Voodoo Ranger Juicy Hazy IPA. Juicy, this is Juice Force. I love this stuff. Um, I had mentioned on a previous episode, I think about, and it doesn't count here because we're not having a party, <laughs> but when we throw parties, people come and they just drink all my beer and they usually don't bring anything. And so... Thank you for, for that. So moving forward, do you think the, or do you know if the E-Ray is going to be just another option you can get, or are they all going to be E-Rays plus maybe a Z06? So you've got the regular C8 mm -hmm. um, with the option for the Z51 sure. performance package. 
The E-Ray is going to slot in above that. And then the Z06, the track car, right, is okay. where it's at. But they've got one more coming. So they'll have four different optionals available for the uh, C8. So are they, you, you think it's a ZR1? Or do you think they're going to do that? They, do they do that with every platform? Like every every generation? Yeah, well, they've had the ZR1 since um, the C6 model. Um, C6, C7 had a ZR1. Um, then the C4 had one too, didn't it? C4 might have had one, but the Supercharge, yeah. yeah um, right, yeah, it was, yeah. Same name, different, yeah. Right. So what they're doing, they're, they're calling it the Zorro. Mm. And from listening to the president of General Motors, it's supposed to be all electric. Okay. What do you think about that? That's going to be different. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you're not, you're no stranger to all electric. You've had other cars that you, you mean, you drove over here and something else that, you know, that's, that's pretty well talked about. And then you guys have an e-tron or had an e-tron. So you're yes. kind of used to that. Yeah. So my wife says an e-tron now. So I'm driving the Porsche Taycan Turbo. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I love the electric vehicles. I don't know how it's going to slot with the Corvette. It'll right. be a, if it's a fourth option type vehicle, like you can have this, 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 or this, you know, then obviously that's something that they're moving to because with, by, you know, you talk about a lot on your podcast, how is America ready by 2035? No way. Yeah. The There's no way. It's, it's impossible. Yeah. But, they're still going to probably have a certain percentage of vehicles, but the manufacturers are gearing towards that. All their new models being introduced are pretty much EVs. Mm. Um, so with a Corvette, I think the Corvette will have a 100% EV model, but it'll also have the option for the pure enthusiast. Right. So you'll still have the regular C8 entry-level model, the uh, E-Ray Z06. So... That's a, and they may also come out with a similar ZR1 by doing the um, Z06 with the front motor. So as far as this, the E-Ray, you know, how excited do you think people are for it? I mean, you're in those forums, you're in those groups. Are the traditionalists loving it? I know the influencers are loving it. Or they're like, oh, you know, get that hybrid shit out of here. First question. Second question is, how does it work? Does it work? Like you kind of asked me about my car, and I'm curious how the technology is going to work in this car as well. Yeah. So the this seems to be getting a lot of uh, rave reviews. A lot of people are really excited about it. The most important thing to remember: this is not going strictly to this car. So you know, a lot of the comments and stuff I've been seeing online, you know, is about you know coming a Tesla type vehicle. This car is not, doesn't even use the EV, the front um, electric motor. It doesn't produce anything extra as far as fuel economy. Right. It's strictly for power. Right. It's strictly to run the front wheels. So what they have is a 1.9 uh, kilowatt motor or battery, which is housed in between the uh, passenger mm. and driver. Um, so the funny thing is, is that this car was always designed from day one to be the E-Ray because they right. saved everything, everything. And I've seen other uh, videos where they talk about like, well, this particular portion of the vehicle is empty. Well, it was designed to be empty for the base vehicle because they were going to be adding the motors. In. Interesting. So they didn't have to recreate the wheel. They were designing, you know, I guess future forward may, might be the term. Right. They knew what they were going to do 
years ago. They designed this car to be this way with the E-Ray and basically without everything else, it's the base car. Wow, that's interesting. Um, are they? Are you able to order them? So they're coming out. Uh, ordering will start probably at the end of sometime this summer. So 2024 is the first model year. They're okay. supposed to be available the end of this year. And with General Motors, they'll start probably around July, um, August, like they normally do, where you can start ordering 24, the pre next year model year. What's the pricing on those? It's going to be about 105000 starting off. Base Whoa, for a Corvette? For that <laughs> price, you can have them and then then, right? Yeah. Not, there's not too much you can get around that price range that's going to put you yeah. in a car nothing. in that class. Yeah, nothing. I, I mean, mean you, you're NSX, Type S. What, 160, 70 base? Yeah. It's up there. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, yeah. It's, I want to say it's 169. Yeah. Ish. Now, if you, once you load it up with all the performance package, you know, the extra stuff that you're going to want, yeah, you're going to be pushing between, I would think, 130 to 150 for a really nice, well dealer markup. Yeah, well, I'm I've got definitely got a hold of a few dealers that I deal with that don't have markets. So that's a good nice. Thing. Yeah, yeah, man. Um, and I think it's exciting. Uh, I'm curious to see. You know, um, hopefully I don't see one all the time. I've started to see more C8s, yeah, but still not too many. You know, much to my surprise. Um, but I think it's a fantastic car. It's a fantastic platform, and I look forward to uh to seeing the E rays. Yeah, I'm definitely excited about it. I mean, it's it's the future is going towards this kind of stuff. And, yeah. you know, you have to realize that with to be able to increase horsepower, I mean, this is an all-wheel drive vehicle. I mean, you're used to that kind of things. And we've talked about different vehicles, performance, how different drivers, you don't know how to probably drive an all-wheel drive. You may not be able to pull. It's different. Yeah, you won't be yeah. able to get the full potential out of the car. So, yeah. you know, and they're also trying to design this car if you look at any, all the new advertisement, everything is being shown is in the snow, the weather. Right. Because yep. what they're shooting for, those people that are in the Midwest, back East. Well, you know, I mean, fucking it's Detroit. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Like you have to, you have to make it work. <laughs> so they're definitely targeting that is, you know, not necessarily to the performance means because the Z06 is their targeted track car. Right. You know, this is the vehicle you want for the track. Um, the E-Ray, they're targeting everybody else to let them know that, look, this is a car you can drive all year round and still have the performance of the Z06. It's actually quicker than the Z06. Yeah. Which I don't, I don't put a lot of stock in those. Some people are going to get it just because it's quicker than the Z06, but like, what does that really mean, right? It's quicker here to there, but I don't know. I think the E-Ray is cool, but if you were to put both in front of me, I would probably take the Z06 just because I know what it is from its rawness. Plus, mm -hmm. I have the NSX in the garage yeah. <laughs> already. <laughs> but uh, I think it's really cool. So we'll look forward to that. Um, you know, people get a hold of you at C8 Matrix. Check you out at uh, Exotic Westgate Exotic Cars and Rentals. Westgate Exotic Cars and Rentals. We got some cars in. Yeah, C8 Matrix. That's the page that I'm mainly on all the time. So that's the best way to get a hold of me. Thanks, Drew. No problem, Jay. Thanks for having me. She is Divya Sangam, and you are with Lending Tree. Yes, I'm with Value Penguin, which is Lending Tree's insurance research arm.
And this is regarding car insurance rates uh, set to rise by 8.4% in 2023. So I saw this come across. I appreciate you reaching out. I figured this would be an excellent opportunity for me to kind of educate myself and some of the listening audience as to what this really means. Because whether you're into cars or not into cars, if you drive a car, this could and probably will affect you. Yes, it will. So with that being said, you know, the first bullet point, auto insurance premiums are expected to increase by 8.4% in 2023 based on filing submitted by insurance in late 2022. This is highest increase since 2017. What kind of goes into those numbers? Seems like a kind of a larger increase. Yeah. So the reason why this uh, 8.4% increase is going to come as a shock for many Americans is uh, rate increases for insurance have been fairly low since 2018. In fact, after the pandemic in 2020, a lot of Americans saw their premiums decrease by about 1% to 2% on average. So after experiencing pandemic discounts and seeing your premiums go down, um, to see it go up so quickly in 2023 is going to come as a shock. Um, and of course, this is due to um, you know the rising cost of claims and the rising volume of claims. So many of us are back on the roads again. We're headed to the office. We're sending our kids to school. So higher volume of claims, more expensive claims, that leads to paying more for auto insurance, unfortunately. Do you think it's more of an anticipated move? Because the way you broke it down makes complete sense. So we're actually... And if I was, if I'm understanding that that correctly, we're actually on pace to be where we're about to increase to. We just haven't been doing that lately, so it's almost like catching back up to where we would have normally been, plus maybe a percent. Uh, yeah. I mean, the way this works is insurance companies will set their rates for the year ahead based off of claims and um, you know factors that they experienced in the previous year. So what they set in 2023 is based off of what they experienced in 2022. Makes perfect sense. One thing I'm learning here from the second bullet point is I live in a state with an incredibly high percentage. I'm in Arizona, 15.6%. Oh, gosh. Yeah, that's just, I'm sorry to hear that. Um, that's an average rate increase. So this is just based off of what, you know, some of the largest insurance companies in Arizona are planning to do with when it comes to insurance rates. Right. Um, your premium may or may not go up this much. It may go up more depending on your driving record, or it may not go up as much if you called up and asked for a discount or you have a telematics device in your car. So these are benchmark numbers, which we, um, which we created using a sample driver. Uh, the sample driver is someone who drives, drives a Honda sedan, um, has a clean driving record and a good credit score. So your actual rates will vary depending on your individual um, driving needs and requirements. But everything across the board is going to increase. It just depends on how much or it may not increase at all or it may increase more for some than others. Is that what, uh, what I'm hearing? Yeah. So what we're saying is insurance companies are going to increase rates, but my advice to anyone who is going to be grappling with the rate increase is you don't have to take it um, just because your auto insurance renewal document comes in the mail and you see it's more expensive. It, you don't have to sign that document and say, I'm going to stay with this insurance company. Right. You can call around, um, look for alternative quotes 
Or you could call up your insurance company and ask them if they can give you a discount because you've had a really good driving year. You have had no tickets for several years. Or you're bundling your policy with a home insurance policy or renter's insurance policy. Though, So the the real takeaway from this is you wouldn't know if you can get a discount unless you call them and ask for it. No, that's, that's excellent. And someone like me and who, you know, we always we take advantage of the fact that we take advantage of like multi-line discount, things like that. So a couple of different cars, maybe you own a home. And so, you know, it's different than someone who maybe only has one vehicle looking at the average cost of a full coverage. uh, What's factored into that 1780? Are we, you know, is it still factoring into that small Honda sedan or is it kind of saying the Honda against the Tesla? No, this is based off of our sample driver who is driving the Honda sedan and has a good clean driving record and good credit history. We used a single sample driver for our average rates because we wanted to create a true apples to apples comparison that allowed us to see exactly how much insurance companies are raising rates independent of other factors that might drive up your rates. That's fantastic because that's the question. It's like, okay, what are we measuring here? But the one vehicle creates the benchmark. Yeah. And the benchmark is, okay, based on this one vehicle. Okay, I understood. Uh, drivers with pra- traffic violations could see 52%. That's crazy. I mean, it's not could. if you consider, you know, when you have a traffic violation, you're automatically considered a risky driver. Right. So the insurance company is trying to raise premiums to mitigate that risk. The takeaway is drive safe, obviously. Um, But even if you did get a ticket, you know, there are insurance companies that offer accident forgiveness or first time ticket forgiveness. So you should be calling around and asking about those policies and advocating for yourself. Um, If you think the ticket is unfair, it's fine to fight it in court if you think you have a chance of winning, you know. There's definitely ways for us to advocate for ourselves as drivers and consumers to not have to pay more for everything. Um, Ask questions until you're satisfied with the answer. There is no such thing as a stupid question, especially when it comes to insurance. It's your money. It's your future. It's your money. Exactly. It's your money and your future. Here's another one here. and And I don't know if you can give, I mean, I'm pretty sure you could, but the EV hidden cost, do you know if that's associated with these, and I don't want to necessarily call out Tesla, but when Tesla has a victory or when they have a failure, it's all over the news. The uh, premiums are 28% higher than gasoline-powered cars. Do you think that's because these Teslas might crash into each other on autopilot? We looked at more than just Tesla. I know that Tesla is considered, you know, the car everyone wants to talk about. Sure. And it's a popular EV, but there are other EVs out there. I mean, right. We looked at uh, the Polestar, you know, we looked at a Hyundai, we looked at Rivian, we looked at the Ford Mustang and Ford F-150 Lightning. We even included like Mini Cooper and Nissan. So there are definitely a lot of electric vehicles available that are not just Teslas. But yeah. the takeaway that we got after talking to, you know, uh, car repair shops and insurance companies is EVs are just generally more expensive to repair when they get into an accident because those things are basically computers on wheels. Right. They have so many sensors built into them. Even a slight ding on a door could damage something and that 
just becomes like a thousand dollar repair. So when it's more expensive to repair, it's going to be more expensive to insure. Right. So it's kind of taking the traditional, the traditional uh, calculation they've always used, kind of uh, yeah. what we've seen and what we project moving forward. There was exactly. a story on MSN recently about a Tesla that crashed into a house, but when you look at the photo, it's actually a Polestar, which is kind of funny. <laughs> I mean, like I said, everyone likes to talk about Tesla. Yeah. They're the most identifiable electric vehicle, but there are definitely a lot of other electric vehicles out there. We'll get you out of here on this. The most expensive car to insure. I think this is kind of a fun part. The Porsche Taycan, $3,500 on average. Um, the, and the Tesla Model Y, 3100 on average. And we'll, so we have this. Yeah. The CRV would be the cheapest car to insure. Yeah. All other variables you know, equal in 2023. Yeah. That's pretty interesting. Yeah. I mean, the Porsche Taycan was not surprising to us because that is a sports car. But the Tesla Model Y was a little surprising until we think about, you know, how much technology there is mm. in Teslas and also the self-driving feature um, is an added element of risk for insurance companies. So that's also something that they may be factoring into their calculations. Um, either way, uh, I just thought that this finding about electric cars being more expensive to insure was really interesting given how people have been buying electric cars as a way to save money. Mm -hmm. You know, they think, oh, I'm going to save on gas. But there are hidden costs with electric car ownership, and this is one of them. You know, you pay more for insurance. And a lot of times, it's not something you're going to hear when you're talking to the car salesman. You discover it after not. you've bought the car right. and you've driven it home and you can't sell it. So it just it's just I think it's a conversation people need to be having. I don't say electric cars are bad. I think they're great. But you need to go into making that decision with your eyes wide open. Yeah, and I have to wonder though, and I don't know if they could, if if this is something that could actually legally be factored in, but you know, when you look at the the the, the typical customer of the Porsche versus the Tesla Model Y, I think with the Tesla Model Y, you're going to get a whole lot more, you know, air quotes, family oriented drivers, soccer moms, soccer dads, and the Porsche person that just came from the Tesla, they just want to. I mean, they're all fast as all get out, but they just want to zip around as fast as they can, which increases kind of the risk too. I mean, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be able to car. speak to that. Right. Uh, I mean, yes, we. There are assumptions associated with sports cars and sports car drivers being more high risk, um, but that's not something that there is sufficient information on uh, with electric cars. Just because the you know the number of owners, the pool of owners is too small for us to draw any conclusions. Um, but I would imagine, yes. I mean, this is my sure. personal opinion. Yes. Um, it, when you drive a sports car, you're definitely considered riskier. And so that's going to factor into your um, premiums. Yeah. Last year on the show, we did like the top 10 uh, insurance myths in the sports car, the red car, all that stuff was, was listed. It just 100% goes off of price of vehicle, uh, past issues with claims in future projections. So. Yeah, 100%. I mean, the basic math behind insurance, auto insurance in particular, is um, volume of claims. That is how many claims have been made in your area and how expensive each claim was. So if you happen to be in an area where there was a lot of vandalism or a lot of theft or a lot of people got into crashes and, you know, this is 2022, there were supply chain shortages uh, labor shortages. It was just more expensive to repair cars. 
that would be one of the factors behind why insurance premiums in your area are that high. Sounds good. Thanks, Divya, for joining Hard Parking. Uh, Don't be a stranger. I'll be looking for future emails on anything that you have that you want to share with the listening audience. Of course. We definitely will be happy to share all of our research on auto insurance and future reports. I'll keep you in mind. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. I want to thank Divya Sangam and Drew Bunkley for joining the show today. I didn't mention this in the open, but I'm recording this on Sunday, January 22nd. Today was the Future Collector Car Show. Shared the stage with Bogey. We had a great time. I was the co MC. I'm trying not to talk that much because I know I sound like complete shit, but I didn't get a chance to ride with Fielding today. I did go out there and call out his name and wave, and he waved back as he was zipping around in the Toyota Supra. If you're out here and you get a chance to go to Barrett this week, Get out there and go to Barrett-Jackson, if you, especially if you've never been. The experience is fantastic. They have food, cars, everything. Special thanks to Barrett-Jackson and Future Collector Car Show and McGuire's for having me as part of the event. Mayor Ortega of Phoenix and Craig Jackson came to the show, shook all our hands, took photos with us, were present during the trophy presentations. You know, shout out to Rebecca and her team. Shout out for Mimi for stepping in and assisting while Rebecca was... Uh, you know, she just recently had her baby, but she was out there doing her thing all day as well. Good time, good people. This is what these things are all about. Can't wait till the next big event. I want to thank Ray Honda and Ray Toyota out of Scottsdale, Arizona, FullOnline.com, Sell Shop Wireless Services, Patreon Business Supporter, Korea Automotive out of Warren Garden, Florida, Pell Construction out of Caledonia, Michigan, Big House Small Home Design out of Ashford, Virginia, and Traverse City, Michigan. Westgate Exotic Cars Rentals out of Glendale, Arizona. Speaking of Westgate, you know, you guys know Drew was here in studio when we took his Porsche out. And that thing was a blast. So check out my Instagram or check out his Instagram, CA Matrix, and you can see that video. Shaping Success also was Wes Tankersley out of Boise, Idaho. If you're in a position to help the podcast upgrade, join the Patreon for as little as $3 a month and get access to bonus audio as well as show swag. I buy stuff for the studio. Some of you have seen the studio. I couldn't do it without your financial assistance. Shout out to Mark Stoneman, Catherine Cox, Eddie Ramos, Richard Graves, Byron Jones, Bo Jung, Alice Camina, and Andrew Bunkley for being Patreons. If you're interested in picking up a Hard Parking Podcast shirt like David just did, you can email the show, hardparkingpodcast at gmail.com, or head to the website, hardparkingpod.com, where you can buy that. Decals, coasters. Follow me on Instagram at jfinning, J-H-A-E-P-F-E-N-N-I-N-G. If I said that too fast, my name is literally on the show. And join the Hard Parking Violations Facebook group because I can't grow without you telling the world how great the show is. Let's do this. Let's grow this thing together. And I will talk to you all next week. Shut up! (laughs) Now it's stripping time. Ain't nobody got time for that.